Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we talk about life after death and answer the meaningful questions you have around that subject. Today's episode is sponsored by Best Psychic Directory. This is my site. I have over 900 psychics and mediums who have been approved by me on there. And one of the things I'm really proud of is we have thousands and thousands of reviews by you, the public, people who have had readings with these psychics and mediums and animal communicators and have written about their readings. And they're all right there under each person's listing. So that's bestpsychicdirectory.com. I also uh, got Melissa here with me today. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, how are you doing, Melissa? I'm well today. Yeah, good. Uh, we are both very grateful in the way that you helped out our friend Phoebe Sharp. Oh, so much. I guess, I don't want to say I was surprised because, um, you know, I, I know what kind of audience we have. But I was touched, you know, I moved in a way that surprised me. I'll put it that way. I was too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the response was amazing and successful. Yes. And she was in shock. She was in shock. Yes, she was in shock too. Now, Phoebe, if you don't know, is a really good friend of ours. She lives in England and she was just trying to win this contest that Walida Products was putting on. And they're basically looking for somebody who's going to do some video blogging. Yeah, blogging. Like yeah, for them. But they're doing this extreme vetting process. And so first, uh, Phoebe needed to be voted among the top six people for the UK. And you, the audience, helped her do that. And so now she is going to go on an all-expense-paid trip by Walida to Germany, where for a whole week she's going to take a bunch of workshops on uh, all sorts of things that one would do in that kind of a position, I guess you might call it, you know, I, I got the idea that it would be videotaping and blogging and uh, photographing. And Phoebe's very creative in very creative. so many ways. So it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect thing for her. It really is. Yeah. And so during that week long workshop where people from all over the world, uh, the, the top people from different contests that happened all over the world, they are now going to sort of be competing against one another, and they're only going to choose one person out of people from all over the world. But out of the top six, Phoebe was the one in the UK who was chosen to do that, and so much of it is thanks to you. Yes, and thank you so much. And we'll keep you posted if she ends up moving further with it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty exciting to watch it. it so. Is. Thank you, everybody. I also want to thank everybody who left five-star reviews for The Magic Mala. This is my latest novel. Came out in May. I'm still excited about it. Uh, you know, why Why wouldn't I be? We're getting such great feedback about it. And some of that feedback is on Amazon.com uh, when people write reviews. And I love those reviews because people from all over the world can read them and see how much other people liked it when they're trying to make the decision whether to purchase or not. And so the latest people, not everybody... <laughs> Real name is here. The very first one, I want to thank these people who wrote five-star reviews. 
Minnie Schnauzer. <laughs> uh, I'm sure so, that's not her real probably name. Probably not. Um, Denise, if, it's a, if it's a female, I don't know if it's a female. Yeah, that's right. It could, be a, funny. could be a guy, Minnie Schnauzer. Denise Craig, Holly, Ada, Diane Green, C. Hartzell, Pamela Priest, Audrey Morgan, Alita Hirsch Baldwin, Vivian Mendoza, and Lily. Thank you to all of you and everybody who came before them. I think I've mentioned a lot of them on the show already. I just wanted to stay updated with that. These are the latest ones. I'm also, just so you know, uh, I've been currently writing the screenplay for the, the, the new novel, The Magic Mala. For those of you who know, and I mentioned it very early on, a producer came to us and said, I really want to make The Magic Mala movie. First of all, I didn't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> And then once I uh, got past the shock of it, I then talked to her about it. And she said, you know, I really think the way you wrote the Magic Mala, you'd be good at writing the screenplay. And I'd like you to take a shot at writing the screenplay. And if it needs polishing by a professional screenwriter, we'll do that. If not, fine, we'll just move forward with it. Everything was taking precedent over doing that. You know, I was uh, working on the outline and it, it's now been a year since that producer came to us. So I finally hired somebody to help me with it. It's that like hiring a coach where I meet with her every Thursday at four o'clock and there's accountability for me along with instruction and feedback. And I think it was something that I needed. Haven't done something like that in a long time. No, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. <laughs> so I was excited about it. So that's where we're at, but it's also because I'm doing that and it requires a lot of work. There's only one of me, and uh, <laughs> I can only do so much. So every once in a while, I don't do a podcast for a, a week. And, you know, when I started doing them weekly, I didn't know how long it was going to last. I'm trying to keep it going as long as I possibly can. And that means uh, that maybe some weeks I'm not going to get one out because I'm working so hard on other things, and the screenplay is one of them. Uh, that's a temporary thing. It's it's not going to go on forever. So uh, I appreciate your patience, but I also appreciate that you love this podcast so much. And along the way, even though we've missed a few weeks here and there, uh, it's amazing how we have had, we've run into people in the strangest ways. Yes, indeed. Who have given us the feedback of how much this podcast means to them and means to you, yes. uh, the listeners. And, I, you know, I need to be reminded of that every once in a while. And so it's it's meaningful to me to find that out. And I appreciate that that happens. And I believe that's spirit. That's the universe going, you know what? Bob needs to know how important the podcast is to some people. Yes, because you certainly don't listen to me telling you that. No, that's right. No. Who listens <laughs> Why to their spouse? Why would you listen to me? But uh, Melissa happened to run into a woman named Nancy. Was that yesterday? Yeah, it was, just, it was last night at like 6 o'clock. All right. And um, we live in Maine, and Melissa happened to be in New Hampshire, and she was heading back to Maine with uh, her mother in the car, and they stopped to have a bite to eat. What was that place called? Johnson's? Johnson's. All right, so Johnson's. Uh, and they ran into a woman uh, and her daughter and her mother, and the woman's name is Nancy, and she's from Vermont, you believe, right? Yes, yeah, she was from Vermont. She was heading home to Vermont. Anyways, uh, somehow, thanks to my mother-in-law really bringing it up, yes. and, uh, they made the connection. And she's a listener. And uh, I'm grateful to you, Nancy. Thank you so much. Not only for listening, and, and to all of you who listen regularly and, and love this podcast, 
and express to me, as Nancy did through Melissa, that it somehow comforts them in some way. That's what it's all about to me. That's what it's all about. So thank you very much. Now we got a interesting story, another story here today. I guess it speaks for itself. We'll comment on it after. It's from Bradley. And let's hear what Bradley has to say. My son, Justin Bradley, uh, passed away on June 7th, 19, uh, 2016. He um, was epileptic and uh, diagnosed schizoaffective, and it was a cause of his prescription drugs along with a substance he took off the internet to uh, try to relieve his anxiety and help with his uh, sleeping problems. Justin was a very gifted boy. He um, was an artist, had many of his pieces of art in a, a gallery in Chicago called the Gallery Swarm. He was well-liked by everybody, a very humble kid, very nice. His passing certainly affected me greatly. Uh, just before his passing, uh, I told him I wanted him to come home because he was having more and more difficulty and we were trying to make arrangements for him to come home. When he passed away, uh, I took it very, very hard thinking I let him down. I could have done more. And um, we had so many signs. I, I never believed in signs before, but we did. Uh, the um, Two days after he passed, uh, there was a, a full a rainbow that started in the farmer's field next to our house and went all the way over our house and down the street, completely full. Uh, two days after that, uh, there was a ray of sunshine coming in our east window in our family room. The whole family room was dark, and the ray of sun was shining directly on his picture on the uh, bookshelf. My wife took pictures of that. The one that really got me was uh, about a, a month and a half after his passing, uh, the um, artist who owned the, uh, the art gallery had his, his pictures, his artwork in there. He, um, he, he wanted a current photo of him so he could do an ink sketch portrait of him. And, and he called me up and wanted to know uh, my address because he was going to FedEx the completed work to us. I gave it to him. And two days later, I saw the FedEx truck come down the street and pulled in my driveway. I opened the door because it was a nice day and had the door open. I walked out on the porch. My, my wife was standing in the hallway. And this FedEx man came up to the porch and he saw me and he had a big smile on his face. And as he was handing me this uh, large uh, flat envelope, he didn't know me, didn't know what was in it. And I reached out to get the envelope. He said to me in a very loud, jovial voice, which my wife heard, he said, Mom, Dad, I'm home. I was so flabbergasted, I couldn't talk. The man turned around, walked and got in his truck and drove away. My wife came running down and said, did he say what I said? He, he, I thought he said, I said, yeah. I said, I cannot believe this. About five weeks later, after I cut the grass, I was sitting on the porch and my wife came out to give me some Gatorade and here this FedEx truck pulls in my neighbor's driveway. As the man was walking back from the door, I said to my wife, well, he looks like the guy that came up to our house. So I yelled over to him and he came over and he introduced, I introduced myself, he introduced me. And I said, do you remember coming to my house about four or five weeks ago and delivering a package to me? He says, yeah, this is my route. And I said, do you remember what you said to me when you handed me that package? And he had a kind of a, a stunned look on his face. And I said, you said, mom, dad, I'm home. And he smiled. He goes, oh yeah, I do remember that. 
And I said, why did you say that? He said, I don't know. I said, do you normally say? He says, no, I've never said that before. <sighs> Ever since then, I've felt a little bit better, although the loss of my son is tremendous. I miss him so much. And I still have hard time. But those are the kind of signs that were sent to me. And my wife both, um, it was, it's been, uh, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's been a, a heck of a thing to go through. I never thought I'd have to go through anything like this. I, I, to to uh, bury your child is, is, is not the easiest thing to do. And, and Justin was so easily liked. Um, and um, I, I still feel that I, I could have done more. More, 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 even though we stood by him for 10 years of his uh, drug addiction and other troubles he went through, I, 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 I just couldn't get through to him. I, I still feel I could have done more. I could have tried harder. He gave us a grandchild whom we see every other weekend, and he looks just like my son. Um, a heck of a reminder. But uh, that's my story, and uh, there's more. There's even more, but I, I don't want to take up all the time. Uh, it, it, it's just really been something. I, I, at this point in my life, I, I, I still don't know what to think. I, I do know I'll never see him again, and that's hard. It's, it's very, very, very hard. Well, thanks for listening. Signing off. Welcome back. You're listening to... Afterlife TV at afterlifetv.com. That was Bradley talking about his son, Justin, who has passed away. And I speak for myself, Melissa too, and probably just about everybody who's listening that uh, we're very sorry for your loss, Bradley. We can hear the pain in your voice. And those of us who have not lost a child probably can't even imagine what that is like and don't want to. We can certainly hear how difficult that is. I have lost people. Melissa has lost people. We have not lost a child. And I know that's one of the most challenging losses that anyone can experience. With that said, we appreciate you sharing your story yeah, with us. Yeah, it was really nice of you to share your story. And, and how wonderful to do it for Justin. He sounds like he was an amazing kid. He does, yeah. He seems yeah. Uh, very special in many ways. And with his challenges, yeah, obviously. absolutely. And, you know, this is one of the things that I think is a really important point to make here. So many of us have friends or family members that have struggles in the way that Justin did. And quite often it's, it's easy to just want to remain separated from them because you don't want to become part of the drama and chaos that can ensue uh, as a result of a relationship like that. That doesn't mean we can't love them and appreciate the, the, the blessings that they bring into this That's world. Right. And Justin, certainly, obviously, as an artist, as a human being, right. uh, you said everybody liked him. We hear that so often here, right? Yeah, we do. We uh, do. The you people know. who go on. Yeah, it's interesting. Who sang that song, Only the Good Die Young. Yeah, um, right. Billy, Billy Joel, honey. Billy Joel, okay. Uh, there's, there's younger people who are going, who's Billy Joel? Anyway, let's start with the full rainbow over the house. You know, some people are going to take these first couple of signs, and if they're slightly skeptical, easily write them off. 
when you're going through an experience like this, you are much more aware of them when it's your story. Yeah, and I think you get to uh, the the really cool thing about that is if you are, you know, if you do get that feeling, you get to experience what knowing feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz that's a knowing. Like you just know. And and then it's when you go up into your head and you try to process that you ruin it for yourself because you intellectualize the experience and you start to question it. Yeah. Well, and this is a full rainbow that goes right over the house. Uh, it, it, it sounds like it was in, an incredible, sacred experience. Absolutely. You know, I, it's so interesting because I, somebody told me a story recently. I was at the hair salon and uh, my hairdresser introduced me to a woman whose son had taken his life a couple months prior and she had given her answers about the afterlife and it had changed her experience. So we happened to be there at the same time. Yeah. So the same thing happened to her. It was a full, her and her husband saw a full rainbow within days after his passing. So it made me think of that. It's an interesting thing because you don't see a full rainbow every day. No, no, that's right. And, you know, and we don't know what's hard to do and what's easier to do. Now, uh, in my work, I can certainly probably give you a list of which seem to be easier easier signs for our loved ones and spirit to send us, you know, and some of that are more difficult and challenging. Some of them really surprise me that they're able to do it at all. But the rainbow is such a common one that I think that may be one of the ones that's rather easy. It seems like it would be hard, but it happens so often in relation to someone passing that I think that might be one of the easier ones. Another one is uh, music boxes going off that haven't gone off for years, right? All of a sudden you're thinking about your loved one and this music box starts to go off. And a lot of times that music box is related to the person who passed. Right. Or you ask for a sign and it goes off. We have those stories. They have come in and we'll play, play them for you in the future. But this is just another one of those examples. Now, the second one was a ray of sunshine uh, on Justin's photograph. I got goosebumps on that one. Well, it's pretty cool when you think about it's sort of a, a darkened room and this one ray of sunshine is beaming through the window and it's lighting up yeah. Justin's picture. It's wonderful. Right. The the thing that I, I just think needs to be said too, Bradley, is is your awareness of these things in, right. in recognizing them. Right. Now, not everybody is aware enough to recognize them. Yes. And a lot of people who are skeptical aren't. And as a result, that just feeds their skepticism. And, and there's a lot of people who will comment to us in one of the ways that you can comment to us and say, I don't know why I haven't had I any signs. Any signs. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why some people are more aware than others. And you guys obviously are. And, and that, that could be something you could walk right through the room and never notice. I also think that when you're in a really deep grief, I mean, it can go either way for people Sometimes when we're in a really grief-stricken place, it, we can either be blocked from seeing the signs or we can be open to receiving the signs. So our heart is so open because we're so raw that we are, even as skeptics, able to receive them. Yeah. Now, I've heard it happening both ways. You know, I think that sometimes people get blocked because they're now so trapped in this fearful place in their grief. So maybe they're blocked from receiving those um, signs. Yeah. 
Well, I know that when my father died, this is back in 1997, my father passed. It was the first awakening for me in, in, into this whole field. And uh, I didn't believe in any of this. I did not believe, but I didn't really believe. And I was, I was skeptical. I, I, Definitely. No, no question about it. Uh, but there were things that happened that I could not deny. That's right. And I did associate them with him immediately. Yes. And I've told those stories uh, along the way here on this show. So the best one, I think, you know, the, the one that's a little most blatant of all, uh, at least to me, and maybe to you, is the FedEx guy story. Yes, I love stories like that. Right. It's pretty cool because... <laughs> Listen, uh, we have a lot of FedEx and UPS guys come over the years and never have they handed us something and gone, mom, dad, I'm home. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I know that I've heard other stories similar to that where there's been some sort of, you know, just a passing person saying some random statement to you that just is like, wait a minute, wait how do they know? Or, you know, you have that kind of response to it. So I, there's, I, this happens a lot, not exactly this way, but these kind of random statements that people say that they don't even know why they're saying them, but they have an impact on, on you personally. That's so true. You got a story that just happened recently. It was about a song, really just one line of an Adele song. So it happened twice. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the serendipity of it. I mean, mm -hmm. if it happened once, it happens once. That's right. But it happens twice. Now, a little backstory on that is Melissa had done a life between lives regression. This is a long three and a half hour regression where it goes into a past life and then from the past life goes into the spirit world after the death in that lifetime. You just keep going and then you go into the spirit world. And we've been uh, kind of focused on this and we may actually use the audio of that uh, to play for you as one of one of these shows so you can sort of experience what her life between lives regression was like and it might help you decide if this is something that would be beneficial to yourself right but you had this experience and i let's just see you met with the council of elders uh, the elders you called them and uh, when i had the experience they were called the council of elders and these are just high level spiritual beings that you meet with and the, the love that you feel from them is immense, right? Right. Just amazing. Well, but one of the questions that came up through the regressionist, Nancy had asked you, how, how are you going to know, how are you going to communicate them with, with them in the, in the future, you know, right after this? That's right. And they told you what? Meditation and music. Okay. So tell us what, just what happens, what happened yesterday? Okay, so the night before last, um, we were in the kitchen together, and we were goofing around. I was making dinner, and Bob was trying out some new headphones that he got, and um, he put them on my head to so I could hear how great a quality they <laughs> were, as if I really cared. Um, no, I did. And the song Hello by Adele was on playing, and of course, I immediately burst into very pitchy singing because I had headphones on and dancing around the kitchen. So that was that. So yesterday, fast forward to yesterday, I'm coming home from New Hampshire with my mom and I'm actually telling her about my regression because she was interested. So I was giving her kind of the details of it. 
And we pull in the driveway, I finish up and we, we get to her house and we pull in the driveway and we get out of the car and it's dark out. It's like eight o'clock at night and bellowing across the outside sky is the song Hello by Adele. And I'm like, where's that coming from? Like, I didn't even think about the song at the moment because all I could think about was, wow, that's kind of rude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Someone's blasting their music outside in a neighborhood. I'm like, what's up with that? Um, I'm very protective of my 80-year-old mother. So I, so I was like, what's that? And she's like, the neighbors have been doing that. New neighbors have been doing that lately. Anyway, so I get her in the house, get her settled, and I go home. And today it hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, it was the song. Hello was playing. The second line is hello from the other side. And I I was just like, oh, my God, that was a message that was just saying we're here. We're listening. We're communicating right through music, through music and meditation. So uh, the other thing that uh, just to start that story was when I put those headphones on you on you the first time a couple nights ago, you we had been talking about your regression regression. Correct. I had printed it out and we were reading the transcript of it. And then you tell, you tell your mother about it and you hear the same song again. That's right. Again, easy for someone to just write these things off right. and, and not think anything about them. If you're aware, you recognize the serendipity of things and you put these two things together. And then there's also a message in the lyric that you keep hearing. That's right. You know. That's right. Anybody will tell you that is aware of these things, that the more you're aware of them, the more they happen to you. Yeah. And the FedEx guy saying, Mom, Dad, I'm home is amazing. Yeah, now, that's so direct. I think you can take that two ways, Bradley. One uh, being he's bringing the picture to you that's and it's right. like, I'm home. Yes. And then the other way is he's home. He's home he's in, home. in, in the, the spirit, spirit world. world. Yep. We now speak. And in, he's in both. Sync. Right. <laughs> in the spirit world. In the world. spirit world. <laughs> we can't even do it when we try. All right. So that, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Very cool. I, I thought that was really clear. And I really think that if you just stay open to the signs that he is going to more and more show up for you. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, especially now. Now he, now he knows that you're aware of it. Now. That's right. With that said. You said a couple of other things that I think a lot of us feel when our loved ones die. Yes. One is, I feel I could have done more, you know? Right. Uh, I, now, I'm not comparing the two, uh, but I'm just letting you know, I, I felt that way when my dog passed in February. You That's know? right. I felt like I, I could have been a better, you know... Parent. parent you can say parent. Whatever. I don't You're know. parent to your to, puppies. To my dog, right? And kitties. Um, one of the first thoughts. And, and I think people are doing this... Every single day, I could have been a better spouse. I could have been a better parent. I could have been a better sibling. That's very common for you to think that. I will let you know that in the research that I've done, geez, over 18 years now, it'll be 19 in January. I've never heard anything other than total forgiveness, for one. Absolutely. And total appreciation for what we did do. There's Correct. never any focus on what we didn't do or what we could have done more. There's always, it's always about what you did do and what a great parent you were. And yes, every single one of us could be better 
in our relationships. There's no question about it. And most of us probably won't think about it until the other party in that relationship passes, right? So what you're feeling is natural, but I'm trying to let you know that Justin is only thinking about what a great father you were. Yeah. I think also it's, it's important to keep in mind that we cannot control everything that goes on in a person's life, especially when the individual is an adult. Your son, I believe, was an adult. It sounds like he was an adult. And they get to make their own choices. That's the way it works. And what I can say to you is that I'm sure you did everything in your power that he allowed you to do for him. And the rest was up to him. And it really was just he was doing his best, you were doing your best. And it's as simple as that. We could do a whole show on people dealing with addiction issues or mental illness. There's so much that people who have not had any experience with that will not understand how challenging that is. One of the things that I know is that it's sometimes easier to help somebody when they're not living right underneath your roof. Right. Because when you are literally in the midst of the chaos and the drama, then it makes it difficult for you to even think straight. Right. And to be able to really help somebody. Right. So sometimes we need to separate ourselves and have a little distance in order to be able to- Have clarity. Have clarity. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So the last thing you said was how upset you were that you won't see him again. And most people who listen to this show understand that that's not the case. We're all going to see our loved ones again uh, when we pass. Correct. That doesn't mean we need to rush that uh, or that we should rush that. I don't believe that we should. No, but Um, just to know. That's right. So- I'm just going to read a little bit from my book that uh, something that I think is somewhat related. Now, the end of this, there's only uh, four or five paragraphs here. The end paragraphs are a story that's actually pertinent uh, pertinent and, and related to our friend Phoebe, who we talked about at the beginning of the show. Right. So this all comes from Answers About the Afterlife. A private investigator's 15-year research unlocks the mysteries of life after death. It's on page 70. Can my loved one see or hear me from the spirit world? Oh, yes. All our loved ones can both see and hear us from the afterlife. Even better, they can read our thoughts telepathically, which means that we don't have to talk out loud to them in order for them to hear us. Having said this, my father in spirit has suggested through mediums that he prefers when I talk out loud to him. He likes when I talk to him as if he were right there in the room, because, of course, he is. Even though I can't see or hear him, he can see and hear me just fine. He simply isn't vibrating at a frequency that my eyes and ears can perceive him, sort of in the same way that I can't hear a dog whistle, but dogs can. And since my father is in my presence, he prefers that I communicate to him as I did when he was with me in physical form. Many people in spirit have communicated through mediums that they feel the exact same way. So go ahead and talk out loud to your loved ones in spirit. I suggest doing this in private because other people might not understand. (laughs) But talk out loud to your deceased loved ones knowing that they are in the room with you and communicating back to you telepathically. Pay attention to the thoughts that are popping into your mind 
in the form of words, pictures, or feelings, because it could be your loved one communicating back to you. A friend of mine lost her husband a couple of years ago and was out for a walk while talking to him in her mind. So this is our friend Phoebe. She's talking to her husband, David, who passed when he was 35 years old. Every time she said something to him, she felt like she heard him in her mind talking back in response. Still slightly skeptical because the voice she heard in her head was her own voice, she asked him to give her a sign that would help her to know it was really him talking back to her. The next thing she heard in her head was, your mother wants a new blue dress. <laughs> what a weird random, random thing. <laughs> a couple of days later, my friend saw, I should just say Phoebe, saw her mother and asked her if she had been thinking about getting a new dress. Her mother responded, oh yes, I've been looking at a beautiful blue dress in the store. I keep going back to look at it, but I can't get myself to spend the money. And that's her mom, Jilly. Hi, Jilly. Anyways, uh, that's the story. That's the show for today. I thank you for listening. I want to thank Bradley so much. Yeah, thank you, Bradley. It was really nice of you to share your story. And, you know, we really, we send you lots of love and healing and, you know, really wish you the best through this process. Yeah, you and your whole family, certainly. Everybody who's affected by Justin's death. Lastly, I'll just say uh, that was Answers About the Afterlife. Please check that out if you're interested in the afterlife. The Magic Mala is a novel. It's a fictional story that teaches. It's a story that teaches. If you like The Alchemist, The Celestine Prophecy, or The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, you're going to like The Magic Mala. Thank you, Melissa, for the photos that you've provided for the My video. My pleasure. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate those. It gives us something to look at while we're listening, and it allows us to share in the beauty that you see in the world. Wow. And uh, a lot of people comment on those and, and thank us. I uh, know. It, I, I appreciate that. It's nice to be able to look at something so beautiful while you're listening to the show. And I love that others are looking at them than other than just me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And all of you, we'll see you on the social media platform of your choice. We love your comments. You know I'm there listening and responding as much as I possibly can. So until next time, just get outside in nature and enjoy the gorgeous time of year that it is. Yeah, take your own pictures. Take your own pictures. You know, this. it just seems like fall goes by so fast. It does. It just it does. blows by. Here in Maine, by. it does. Here in Maine, <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does. And it'll be very cold and snowy before we know it. So get outside, I guess, is the message for the week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye now.